2: hello and welcome to your hometown solutions i'm your host gene with waterview realty and in the studio with me today is jonathan lack hello jonathan hello my co-host and his son sam lack hello sam hey gene visiting here from university of florida go gators there you go And Sam is in following in his father's footsteps. Um, Tell us a little bit about why you're here and uh, your major and so forth.
3: Well, I am a rising senior at the University of Florida, which is weird for me to say. Um, I am here at home for the summer working in the law office and and real Real estate agency. And, um, you know, I, I study political science and economics at the university with the intention of attending law school when I graduate in May. And so I'm just here trying to get a, a full overview. It's not my first summer uh, working in the office, right. but it, I, you know I'm trying to take on a broader scope of things and, and learn a little bit about the practice. And...
2: Well, we wanted to have you on the show because you're going to be representing our younger generation because you do have a real estate license, which is great. You're working your way through college by selling yeah. real estate in Gainesville. Some,
3: something like that. that <laughs> and that's the plan.
2: And speaking of real estate in Gainesville, uh, Jonathan, you have three offices. You have Waterview Title, Waterview Realty Services, as well as Lack and Lack Chartered, which is a law office focusing on real estate. But we also represent uh, Broward and Dade County for uh, real estate as well.
4: Yeah, we, the Waterview Realty and Lack and Lack and Waterview Title, uh, are Licensed to do business throughout the state of Florida, our primary uh, offices are in Broward County, covering the what they call the tri-county area of Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach. And then our office, our main office is here in Indian Atlantic in Brevard County. And for those of you listening on the World Wide Web, that's the Space Coast of Florida. Uh, it's uh, east central Florida along the Atlantic Coast.
2: And both Jonathan and I are from South Florida, and we're glad to be here. As is Sam. <laughs> Sam
3: was born oh, nice. in... Born and raised in Broward County, but then also (laughs) raised in Brevard County. That's right. (laughs) Got a taste of both.
2: There you go. So, we we were talking last week a little bit. We wanted to talk a little bit about for sale by owners, sometimes called FISBOs, and help them maybe understand what they're going to need if they're deciding to stay as a FISBO as opposed to going with a real estate agent, and there's a lot of reasons for both, and you you just have to know the circumstances. So we're going to focus on what you're going to need if you are determined to sell your home as a for sale by owner. Jonathan, do you want to take the lead on maybe Um, their services and what they're going to need to know before they put the sign in the front yard?
4: The the first thing you need to do if your intentions are to sell the home on your own, uh, it wouldn't hurt to meet with real estate agents because they can give you what's called a comparative market analysis, wherein they can give you an estimate of what they think the home is worth. Now of course if you're doing that uh, they're providing that service for you on the belief that they will ultimately be listing your home. But it is a resource you may be able to take advantage of to kind of give you an idea of where you belong. The goal here is to prepare yourself for selling the home. And part one is the research and then part two is actually the physical preparation of the home. You don't want to just put a sign in the lawn and still have your laundry strewn all over the floor and, and have the kitchen have dishes in the sink and that sort of thing. There's a lot of work that is done that a real estate agent does to stage your home and prepare your home for showing and getting it ready so that you can get the top dollar for it. Um, I would say the number one reason I hear as a real estate attorney as to why the client is not using a real estate agent, well, I won't say the number one reason, a primary reason is because of the cost. They think they can sell the home. A standard real estate commission, well, it can vary. There is no standard real estate commission, but it usually runs in the 6% range. It can go up or down from there. But uh, many people think, oh, well, that's just too much. I can sell my home and you know, I can sell it for a little bit less and still make more money. That statistically has been proven wrong and Gene you may be able to speak to that better than I have but I know statistically that realtors get more for homes than than for sale by owners typically do even when factoring in the real estate commission but that is what you hear is oh I think I can do this myself the other reason is if you already have a buyer well if you already have a buyer then you're for sale by owner, but you're not actually advertising and marketing and preparing it for sale. You have a friend or a neighbor or a family member or, or a colleague or somebody who wants to buy your home from you. <laughs> that becomes a different scenario. Now, that's not the marketing and sales that we're here to discuss on the show, but it does bring up the point that you will need an attorney and or title company to prepare the contract and prepare the the transaction foreclosing because even if you're selling it to a friend, the friend is still going to know that they're getting clear title to the property. You're still likely going to want to have a contract for it. Um, So you're still going to need the services of a real estate attorney and title company.
2: Exactly. Well, the CMA that you uh, alluded to is, is basically a real estate version of real estate agents version of an appraisal. And I always tell people if they really want to know what the banks think of the, home as far as appraising it because 85% of the people, if not 90, are going to be getting a loan. So you want to know if I go to all the trouble of getting my house ready and I show it myself and I get it all and I do get a contract and I hire an attorney to help me with the contract and I get up ready to close and we haven't uh, perhaps under contract with a, a mortgage contingency, and that mortgage uh, does not appraise out. That that um, that uh, home does not appraise out. They're back to square one. So why not find out up front whether your home is a, a you get a professional CMA. But better yet, go out and hire an appraisal. Uh, appraisal is probably about three hundred and fifty dollars, four hundred dollars. What do you think? Yeah, somewhere
4: around the two seventy-five to three fifty is the norm.
2: So they'll come out, and then that's kind of an official. Although, just like anything else, it's an art, not a science. Um, you can have three appraisers and uh, come out, and they might have a little bit different figures on it, but at least it'll be close.
4: And one thing I will tell you, and again, let's bring Sam into the conversation a little bit, with the digital age, a lot of people will attempt to do their own research, and there are some great tools out there and some not-so-great tools out there. Um, I think there is a reason that, Licensed
3: appraisers are licensed to do what they do. Um, there are websites where you can put in your address and it'll say, "Oh, I think your home's worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars." That doesn't mean that's what you should list your home at. That doesn't mean that's what you're going to get for your home. It's a very usually these online services are kind of a broad overview of what maybe you can expect to, you know, be around. But like I said, there's a reason they're licensed. They do research on a whole variety of things, including the actual home structure and that that stuff that you might not be able to value yourself if you don't have the experience of doing it. So if you're interested in knowing the value of your home in a a real official sense, that's why the appraisers are there.
2: Exactly. And I always uh, tell people, Actually, um, I'm a big proponent of having your home inspected before you put it up for sale. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to pay $250, 300 to have my home inspected. I'll wait and have the buyer's home inspector do it, and I won't have to pay for it. But they're going to be coming from a different approach because they're going to be coming in telling you all the things wrong with your house and why you need to come down in price. Where if you have it done ahead of time and you know, oh, my gosh, I didn't know I had a little leak in my attic and this, that, or the other, and you have time to... Pr- Repair those things. Then, when the buyer comes in with their inspector, they're not finding things, and they they're they're not there to negotiate your price lower. You already know your you already know your hand. I would say buying a house is somewhat like playing poker because you don't know what you have until you get right up to the inspection. So there might be two things there you might want to be advised about: getting a hire an appraiser and hire an inspector to come out and take a look at your house so you know exactly what you've got and what might be in the future for repairs. So that would be two tips right there on um, hiring the professionals. Okay, so now we've got an inspector, and we've hired an appraiser. So we have
4: an idea of what the home is worth, and we understand the condition of the property, and so therefore make the— One of the conversations would be, do I make these repairs, do I do renovations, Um, or do I reduce the price or account for it in it? And a, a lot of that will depend upon... Are we talking about a new roof or a new air conditioning? Are we talking about fixing a nail hole, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, minor repairs or major repairs? And again, where a professional comes in is they advise you the relative cost-benefit analysis of making repairs versus renovations. The other area, though, I think moving on chronologically, maybe chronologically anyway, would be the staging. Um, One of the problems with selling your home yourself is it's your comfort zone. It's your home. You've got the pictures of your kids. I know I have pictures of Sam on the wall in my house and, uh, and his brother, Ben as well, uh, and the dogs and the cats and, and all the dog hair and cat hair and all of those different things. And you live with all of that. So when you're showing your home, you're like, this is my home and this is how I live. Well, when you're trying to sell your home, you're trying to Convince the buyer that this will be their home. Right. And so you need to declutter, you need to stage the home to make it, for lack of a better term, generic.
2: Right. And also, I used to use the word modelizing it because I had uh, worked in various model homes for many years, and they have a way of staging that house that makes you feel very comfortable. It's the the coloring of the home, it's the size of the furniture, it's how much furniture is in a room, and so forth. And if you've lived in your home for many years, you don't care that there's maybe three um, lazy boys in the family room, and there's a footstool that you have to walk around to get down the hallway. But when you're bringing people in to look at the house, you have to think in terms of even simple things like traffic patterns and what is the colors of my house? Is that going to be a turnoff? So that's when you might want to bring in perhaps a professional stager and have them give you a consultation. Uh, Lisa Pellick is on our our show from time to time, and she's a professional stager, and she'll come out and, and give you evaluations. A lot of these things, though, if you find the right professional real estate agent you can get a lot of these things combined into one but just to give you some advice on what kind of professionals are out there to help you if you still would like to sell your home yourself so you might want to have that third party because as you said Jonathan we don't see our own our, our, our own clutter because it's not clutter to us and we always say take on, down all the professional take down all your pictures your family pictures because as you said I think Last week's show, um, uh, Sam, uh, w- repeat what you said.
3: Well, I think one of the things that you have to keep in mind is that you're trying to sell this person your house so that it can become their home. Exactly. You're not selling your home and the way you have your home set up and your lifestyle to them. And sometimes it's hard to separate that, especially if you're selling it yourself. With so, I think typically, you know, sales associates we would ask the seller to be out of the house when we're showing it because that way the buyer can picture themselves in the home living this will be how my home will be set up and how I want to live whereas if you're being shown the home by the seller and by the person who currently lives there it's hard to picture yourself in that house when they're currently living there and maybe telling you all their little anecdotes yes. about yes. this room and that room and how much how what you can do with it but that's not necessarily how you're going to have it set up. Right.
2: And, and most of the time when I have a buyer, I, I say, now be open. You can feel very open with me. I did not design this house. I do not own this home. I didn't um, decorate the home. So if you don't like it, you can tell me you don't like this kitchen. You don't like the colors. You don't like everything. But if now... I'm the seller. Are they going to tell me those things? I don't think so because they don't want to feel that you're, they've insulted you. Right. So I always talk. Sometimes when I talk to these for sale by owners. They go, well, I've already got two interested people because they both like my house. And I thought, I'm i thinking to myself, did they just tell you they liked it? But so you have to understand that that's, that's an important role, how to... How to if you're going to take on the real estate agent or the selling agent, how are you going to show your home and know what they're telling you is how they really feel? That's that's a little tricky.
3: I think you also run in, into the risk of a potential
2: buyer saying something.
3: Oh, I don't like the way this room is set up, and then this is your home, and this is yes. like I said, this is your own per like like John said, this is my dad. <laughs> this is your own personal safe space, and and so. For someone to maybe not like the layout of your room, you could then be prejudged to dislike the buyer and not want to work with them. And then you could run into a whole host of issues wherein you're using a professional and you leave the home. They can tell the realtor that they don't like the room and that's not going to offend anybody.
2: And I know a lot of for sale by owners will still work with real estate agents if you have a buyer, but it's always difficult to say you're going to have to step out onto the porch or in the backyard because even with the buyers that I have with me, they still feel self-conscious looking in people's closets. You feel, and you know, you're trying to, to see what's there and you know, all of a sudden you feel like you're, you know, kind of intruding on their space. So the the, the more things that you can get out of the home. Declutter is one of the biggest things. And of course, cleaning the home to make it look, again, try try to emulate your home to look like a model home. And sometimes there's some really inexpensive ways to do that, whether it's throw covers over couches that are worn and torn. And you can do a lot of things with very little money. But that's when it takes a little bit of imagination. I've noticed too, that people have a hard time looking at empty homes or vacant homes with no furniture. I don't think that 98% of the people have no imagination whether a a certain uh, room size will hold a a king-size bed or will hold a sectional. So imagination most buyers don't have. So you're going to have to make sure your home exact, uh, amplifies exactly what you want. And, and it's, uh, it showcases exactly the room sizes without having too much. Sometimes we have to step in as a professional, been in the business quite a long time, more so than I'd want to admit. I said, now I've been in real estate longer than I've been alive. And (laughs) it depends on my Facebook, how old I am. But anyway, that's another story. The point is when, You go into a home, and I have to tell them, um, because I do have a lot of staging background, here's what we're going to have to do to showcase your home as a model. We're going to have to get rid of this, 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 and I start pointing at furniture. We're going to have to take these pictures down. And I explain why, because like you said, Sam, people don't like to think in terms of they're intruding on someone. else. You start seeing family pictures, and you start seeing all these collectibles, and you're thinking, oh, this is not. This is their home. It's not my house. So you have to make it like a house, not a home.
3: And I think one thing, and it might be a transition for the whole conversation as to marketing and advertising, one of the chief things that you're going to need to sell the home will be good pictures of the home because yes. people maybe aren't driving by homes and taking for sale by owner flyers as much as they used to. So that being said, you have to have good pictures of the home. Now, a good picture of a home might not include the dog lying next to the couch or the picture of the the family picture on the wall. And so especially from a photo if you're not even in the home it would definitely be hard to picture yourself in a house where there's a dog and dog hair everywhere and there's exactly. family pictures and there's a kid, you know, cooking in the kitchen or whatever. So as we maybe transition into the marketing and the online aspect of trying to sell your home, pictures are going to be really important. So it's important to have a a home that's able to be photographed.
2: So if you're not good with your... And you have to be careful about the cell phones because a lot of people think, oh, just take a picture. But by the time you get that up online or whatever, it's not going to be the same as having maybe a professional come out and take photos uh, that is a very good point sam a, about a taking a couple the photos. of comments
4: on that there are uh, a number of real estate agents who use professional photographers mm-hmm. and this is the reason why and it's certainly for the higher end homes especially not to discount the lower end homes but um it, it's often well worth the few dollars professional photographers do not charge very much for a uh, you know several dozen home pictures and they know how to stage it and make the picture look good another important thing though again Sam, you bring up the marketing and that is really the next phase. So we've talked about preparing yourself, getting the valuation, getting the repairs done that you might want to get done how to show the property, I guess we skipped the marketing step for a moment because we're talking about showing the property a little bit, but ultimately in order to get people to look at your home, you have to market it. And again, that is the primary function of a real estate agent is to market the home, to put it on the multiple listing service and all the many portal services such as Zillow and Trulia, et cetera. And even using Facebook marketing and Twitter marketing and all the different things, Sam, that you could probably speak to better than I can. But with regard to the pictures, I do want to point out a safety issue. It's very important when taking pictures of your home that you don't include in those pictures any types of personal information. I have seen pictures online where there will be personal, you know, a bill on the desk or something. And with high-end digital cameras these days, you can zoom in and all of a sudden I'm getting some personal information because you were sloppy in taking your pictures. So it might sound like common sense, but clean the place up and make sure your picture's don't reveal uh, personal private information that you're putting out there on the internet
2: and you know even in our mls service when i'm going to through looking at homes i'm i'm usually shocked that uh, real estate agents are even taking pictures with uh, clothes on top of beds Mm -hmm. and and dirty dishes and things i think (laughs) can you just take 15 minutes and move everything from this counter to that counter and at least get a shot of that counter. Move it all back and get the other counter. Mm-hmm. If you have to move everything around in the in the house to get a clean shot, at least do that. And of course, toilet seats down. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> toilet seats down for a good shot. But the point is you're going to want to make your, you know, get your flash on, get some great photos because that's going to be speaking for you since you don't have another marketing source. So good photos. You're very good on that, Sam. Um, also, you were addressing about the digital. And right now, the younger generation, is it's all digital. In fact, I see a big difference on that. Let's talk a little bit about digital and the advantages and disadvantages of how it used to be in real estate.
3: Right. Well, I think now, especially as my generation becomes the generation who are buying their first homes and buying their second homes. Um, a lot of the way that these homes are being sold and being found by buyers is through the internet and is online. P- like I said, people aren't necessarily just driving around anymore and picking up flyers and all oh, that. looks nice. Let me call the realtor. It's, I'm going to go online. I'm going to search these you know these free websites like a Zillow or a Trulia and I'm going to try and find a home for myself. Um, now, one of the misconce- misconceptions with that is it's very difficult to get a feel from about a neighborhood from a picture of a house. Um, so obviously you have to visit a home, but the the, st- the first step before even calling to set up a showing is to just see what kind of home you're looking for and to make one of these searches. So it's so important, especially as a seller to have an online presence, be it on these websites like Zillow and Trulia, if you're using a realtor through the MLS and then also on Facebook and on Instagram and social media platforms, because people will come across these on the social media platforms and that's how they're looking for homes.
2: Exactly. And the uh, one thing that I just thought of when you were talking, Jonathan, before about photographing and making sure you don't have a bill or something on a table is probably minors in a picture because they're so, you know, if you're showing a little four or five year old, and now you're showing that on Facebook, and you have to be careful about yeah. all of that too. If people
4: should not be in house pictures. I mm-hmm. mean, you're right. That's a very good point with the minors. But in ge- in general, you're trying to sell your house, unless, of course, you're trying to sell your kid. But um, <laughs> under the assumption that that's not the case, uh, people should not mm-hmm. be in the pictures. You want exactly. pictures, as, as as Sam had pointed out and you'd pointed out, you're trying to sell your house, so it becomes somebody else his home and and that was a great way to put it because um, you're not selling your home. It's it's not going to be your home anymore.
2: That's um, the hardest thing when I'm sitting with someone is it telling them how to not just declutter but depersonalize their home as well. Because you have to be so careful. There's people out there that are not animal lovers, and your home could be spick and span, doesn't smell of any animals, but the fact that you have an animal there can turn off your buyers because they don't want to be in a house with animals. Or even, and you have to be so careful about your political and any other kinds of, of advertisement or anything that might turn off half of your your buyers, So, you know, you take down your Obama and your Trump and anything else that's, that, that might be a, a poster because that could turn off people buying that house. People are very, they buy emotionally, especially a home. And when they go in and they see a, a black bedroom because their teenager has decided they're gothic or something and they've got that just as a turnoff. So you want to make sure that you pull down everything that might be offensive to someone else.
4: All right, there was uh, two things I wanted to discuss. As time, it's amazing how quickly these shows go. Um, I do want to get into the buyer representation because we're talking about for sale by owner, and that's really where the seller is trying to sell their home without the use of a real estate agent. Well buyers out there one of the interesting but nice parts of our real estate system is a buyer can usually retain a real estate agent at no charge because the seller is paying a commission for the sale of the home and the buyer kind of gets a free ride on that they can get a real estate agent to show them around and look at different houses and and help them buy the home and it typically doesn't cost the buyer anything because the seller is paying a real estate commission of which that Buyer's agent gets a piece. However, when you're dealing with for sale by owners, the the buy owner the the seller will have to make a decision. Do they want to work with real estate agents? Because there will be time when real estate agents will say, "Look, I have a buyer for your home. I saw your home in some of these uh, internet sites, or I happen to be driving by the neighborhood and saw the sign and recognize that that'd be a nice home for my buyer." But you know, am I going to bring my buyer to your house if I'm not going to get a, you know, my commission for doing so? So there's two comments here. One, the for sale by owner seller should decide in advance if and what and how much they're willing to pay if a realtor does bring a successful buyer to the table. And again, typically it would be based on a purchase price. And of course, if they can't get you the price you want, then you're not required to sell the property. But the other Thought for buyers who are listening out there, there is, there is a class of realtors. Well, all realtors are capable of doing it, but a class of realtors who represent buyers. And the typical way that works is you agree to pay your agent a fee for finding a home if they don't collect a fee from another source. And that enables your agent to expand the search. So instead of just searching for multiple listed properties where they know they're going to get a commission, they can search for for sale by owner properties and such. And then again, the agent will reach out to the seller and say, I have a buyer, will you pay me? But if the seller says no, the buyer may be willing to pay the agent and the Again, we've discussed a lot of the function a real estate agent performs. Um, One of the things in my head that Sam, you and I had discussed offline, um, but I'll bring online now, has to do with neighborhoods. So you talked about nice pictures, and and I happen to be a decent photographer, I think, so I take nice pictures of a home. So you look online and you see the houses, and I'm saying, wow, that looks great, that looks good. And if any of you check out my pictures and disagree, I'm not offended, (laughs) but... Um, you don 't know the neighborhood it 's in exactly, and, and that 's what a, a local real estate agent we we're, we're we tend to specialize locally uh, while we can handle the entire state of Florida if you ask me about a property in I just Pasco County um while legally able to sell it to you I couldn't tell you too much about Pasco County um, so
2: exactly well that's a, another important uh, point is that Sam Lack, which is John lacks son kind of they all sound alike I know on the radio but <laughs> there's a difference here uh, is if you're if you're opening your home up to um, Buyers, and we we touched on this on the last show. You want to make sure that you you know who you're inviting into your home, because a lot of times people are only contacting for sale by owners because perhaps they can't get a loan another way. And they're thinking, I'll get this for sale by owner interested. I'll let them think that I'm a buyer and then see if they'll hold money. So if that's not in your agenda that you want to hold money, you want to be the bank, you want to finance your own home, then you have to be careful about who you're inviting in. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that are shopping to see um, you know, what's in your home, because if you're looking just let me in, and they tell you, don't even let utility people in unless you see a badge. But when you're selling your home, somehow it feels comfortable just to let anybody come in your house. So you don't know if they're, what they used to say, case in the joint, you know, <laughs> from the old movies. You don't know who's walking through there. And unfortunately, I've noticed a lot of sellers disclose too much i can i'd have a buyer with me and they might say oh you have a, a security system and the seller goes oh yeah but it doesn't work and i can't show you my house tomorrow because i work all day until six o'clock well now if i was just a person walking into that house to see it i know you don't have a security system and you're not going to be around so you don't again know you have to be careful what you say but back to what you were saying uh, sam about digitally right I just
3: I mean I think it's important even aside from just the the digital side of it because that mm-hmm. has become so increasingly important and real estate agents today understand that I think the breadth of services that real estate agents can provide is sometimes overlooked mm-hmm. from I mean everything we've talked about from the walking through in the beginning and a, arranging for an appraisal or arranging for an inspection or setting up staging and and a, fo- a photographer and the the variety of different services that a real estate agent provides sometimes might be overlooked by someone who's looking to sell by owner.
2: And maybe they just don't realize all the services that could be possible too. So again, knowing we do have a book that you might be interested in, it's called extra equity And you can get that from just going on our website, and uh, you can uh, request it, and it's a free booklet. It's about 51 pages, all about buying and selling a home, everything you need to know about closing costs, different things. That might be your first step. You can get that information at www.yourhometownsolutions.com. There it has everything you need to know. Boy, the show went fast, and we still didn't cover everything we wanted to, so we'll have to revisit uh, for Sale by Owners on another show. Thank you again, Jonathan, for joining me and Sam Lack. Thanks for coming on. We're going to have to have you on again. You'll be our an- additional co-host I'll have two co-hosts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, again, give out our information on Waterview Realty.
4: All right. Waterview Realty can assist you. at And the best way to reach us is through the website, waterviewre.com, as in Waterview Real Estate, waterviewre.com, or at 321-252-9566. <laughs>
2: And if you need the services of an attorney, maybe you've already sold your home, you need to have someone write up the contract. Don't try to buy one at Staples. Have it professionally done. The services of Lack and Lack Chartered. Uh, Jonathan, what uh, what is that Lack information? Lack and Lack
4: Chartered is, you can reach us at 321-953-5115 or on the web at LackLaw.com. That's L-A-C-K-L-A-W.com.
2: Thanks everyone for joining us today on your hometown solutions, where, now Sam, you'll have to join us, where we discuss everything from foreclosures to feng shui. (laughs) Thanks, everyone.
0: If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging.